Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Anthropic. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Tess Viglin. It's Freakonomics time. Every couple of weeks, we're talking with Stephen Dubner, co-author of the books and the blog about the hidden side of everything. Good to talk to you again, Stephen. Hey, you too, Tess, and um, happy Summer Olympics to you. Happy Summer Olympics to you as well. Thank Looking you. forward yeah. to it. Any any favorite events for you? Oh, you know, synchronized swimming, of course. Of course, um, yes. Um, I don't, however, want to talk about gold medals. I actually want to talk about real gold, okay? The, the, the big economic boost that a host city like London is supposed to get, okay? But, Tess, I'm here to tell you that, uh, well, you can probably guess where I'm going with this, can't you, Tess? No gold in them, our hills. <laughs> Let's bring in the economists, okay, to throw a little cold water and everything. Alan Sanderson at the University of Chicago has looked at previous host cities, and he measured their economic gains against what he called twin cities, okay, so nearby cities that didn't get to host the games. So we use Madrid uh, in Spain, but didn't have the Olympics. Or we use Charlotte, close to Atlanta, but didn't have the Olympics. Uh, or Melbourne in Australia, didn't have the Olympics. And tried to look at tourism, construction, tax revenues, both before and after. And we could not find any significant difference between the city that had the Olympics and the city that didn't. But, Stephen, how can that be? I mean, you have thousands upon thousands of people descending on these cities. How does that not bring in a ton of cash? Well, it does bring in a ton of cash. So the Olympic Games between TV rights and sponsorships and so on are expected to gross more than $3 billion, which is real money, even yeah. to people like you and me, you know. But the uh, the host city pays a big cut to the International Olympic Committee. And then, of course, there's the cost of putting on the games themselves. Mm. And that is where things can get really funky, okay? Well, what are we talking about, though, there? Uh, you know, is this your standard cost overruns, construction, things like that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But... You also have to go even further back, and you have to look at the incentives of the cities when they bid for the games, okay? Hmm. So these cities, they need to send out two different signals at the same time. So to the International Olympics Committee, 
They want to look rich. They want to show off the amazing facilities they're going to build. But back home, they want to appear frugal to show off that, you know, there will be plenty of money left over after they build everything. The friction lies between those two signals. So Andrew Zimbalist, who's a prominent sports economist at Smith, says that last year, the London organizers sent around a letter looking for economists who could produce just the right kind of economic impact study. And in that letter, it said that we anticipate we're going to get a lot of criticism from uh, the media and from people saying that we've spent so much money on the London games that it's not going to have an economic payoff. And we would like to hire somebody to do a study that will contest that criticism and present a rosy picture of what the economic impact will be. <laughs> yes. Can we please have a study that will show exactly what we want it to show? Um, but, you, you, you know, go. again, here, tourist dollars, tourist dollars, tourist yeah. dollars, not just during the games, but doesn't that play out supposedly, uh, predictably, for years later? Well, you know, keep in mind that a place like London, right, already has plenty of tourists. So to some degree, what you're doing is you're really replacing a Trafalgar Square tourist with – a synchronized swimming tourist, right? And, and as Alan Sanderson points out... you got a thing with out, synchronized swimming, don't you, my friend? <laughs> I am kind of fond of it. But uh, Alan Sanderson points out, furthermore, that the idea of a local economic benefit is just much more complicated than you might think. Just because a credit card gets swiped in a particular hotel or a particular restaurant or, or department store doesn't mean that the money stays there. It's... Uh, it has a life of its own. It's going back. If you're buying a sweatshirt in Boston, was the sweatshirt really made in Boston? Was it made somewhere else? Is this a hotel, it's central headquarters, or in Boston or not? Now, Tess, let me hmm. play devil's advocate for one minute. It may be that all these American economists are, you know, poo-pooing the Olympics because we haven't been getting the Olympics right. ourselves lately. Right. Okay, so New York and Chicago were the most recent losers, U.S. losers on Olympic bids. But if you listen to Alan Sanderson, he says that's okay because there may actually be more value in losing an Olympic bid than in winning one. You want to signal something. Hey, we're a world-class city. And uh, one way in which you could do it is, is to bid for the Olympics. Uh, say it costs us probably, eh, all things considered, 80 to $100 million to bid. Uh, but then you want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tess. So how's that for your new Olympic spirit? I have the new chant now. We're number four. We're number four. Close enough to get the recognition, but we don't have to actually have to pay the bills. I like that. A little reverse psychology. <laughs> Stephen Dubner, our Freakonomics correspondent. Correspondent. He puts out a podcast, too, and you can get that on iTunes and hear more at Freakonomics.com. Great to talk to you, and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Thanks much, Tess. Hey, podcast listeners. Coming up on next week's podcast, the first of a two-part episode called Freakonomics Goes to College. Now, we all know how challenging college can be and how expensive. Don't you wish there were an easier way to get a degree? We negotiated the price for my bachelor's, master's, and doctorate with no work whatsoever. Wait, you bought a bachelor's, master's, and a doctorate all at once? Sure, triple combo, have it backdated, <laughs> you know, with transcript. So next week, fake degrees and real ones, too, on Freakonomics Goes to College.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Cars.com. Have you heard about the Your Garage feature on Cars.com? Here's how it works. You add your car to your garage to track its market value and cash in when the time is right to sell. Track both your car's historical and projected value. When it's time to sell, easily secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Cook up a meal in a full kitchen, unpack and stay organized with the in-room alpha closet system, plus bring your pet and have your best friend by your side. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. <laughs> 